Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 412, Friday Flashback. Have patience and slow down. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Daryl Darnell. I wore one of my Star Wars t-shirts to the store yesterday and somebody stopped me and asked me what I thought of the new Rogue One trailer. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, we're taking a look back at an episode about patience. Well, we've done it again. We have made it to Friday. Welcome to Friday, folks. I hope that you've had a great week. And in case you're wondering, I loved the new Rogue One trailer. I'm very excited about that movie. You know, going into the trailer, I thought, yeah, this will probably be good. I mean, more Star Wars. That can't be a bad thing. Well, after seeing the trailer, I could not be more excited. It looks fantastic. And you know what? While I'm thinking about it, one other thing. I meant to clear this up on Monday, and it completely just fell out of my mind because I decided to to kind of do an, uh, an audible and bring Colby in. But a week ago, I said that, I think I said episode 442 would be the final episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Yeah, that was an April Fool's joke. So just in case you're wondering, I think most of you figured that out. I did get a few emails about it. And there was some discussion on the Facebook page. But yes, just to be clear, that was my idea of an April Fool's joke. So hopefully you enjoyed it. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into today's episode. We don't have any Friday Forum submissions this week. And when that happens, we dig back into the archives and pull out an old episode, one of the more popular episodes. And today, we are pulling in an episode that originally aired on November 18th last year, and it was from Mark Decote. And so it's so good to have Mark back here this week, even if it is, you know, a rerun, if you will. Uh, I've missed Mark, and even though he and I still talk and we're even in a mastermind group, I have missed him here on this show. So I'm excited to have him back on, as it were, for today's episode. And just as a reminder, we're going to do this again next week. Well, hopefully not this. I love doing these, but I love even more hearing from you and having the Friday Forum instead of the Friday Flashback. You can be a part of the Friday Forum by calling 304-837-2278 or head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. There's a whole variety of ways there for you to submit your Friday Forum contribution. Uh, You can email us. You can just type it out right there on the page. You can attach an audio file. You can use the SpeakPipe widget, which works on your phone or on your computer. There's so many easy ways to be a contributor to Friday Forum. And I hope we're back next week with a Friday Forum. And it could be you. So send in your contribution. Don't delay. Don't be bashful or any of that stuff. Send it in. And I'm sure it'll be much better than you think. All right. Well, you know what? I almost forgot. I almost forgot our fun facts. See, I got into the other stuff and I almost forgot the fun fact. I'm not going to skip it because today's is really cool. On this day, April 8th, but back in 1990, this little show called Twin Peaks premiered on ABC. Now, I 
didn't really watch the show back in the day. I think I watched maybe an episode here or there. Not really that much. Didn't even know who killed Lord Palmer, right? A few years ago, I watched the whole series, and it was fantastic. It's great. They are bringing it back. I'm not sure if they're bringing it back this year. I think it got delayed, and it's going to be 2017. They're going to have a, kind of like they did with the X-Files, they're going to have a short run of it. So I'm really excited about that. If you haven't ever seen Twin Peaks, I highly recommend it. Fringe did a shout-out to it one time with Walter wearing some glasses that were from Dr. Jacoby, which is a character from Twin Peaks. So definitely if you're a Fringe fan, you should go check it out. Well, here's some fun facts about Twin Peaks. Catherine E. Coulson, a.k.a. the Log Lady, has been offered a lot of money for that log. She used to take it with her to Twin Peaks conventions and appearances, but that had to stop when she stopped being allowed to store it in the overhead compartment on airplanes. According to TSA, it could be used as a bludgeon, which if you've seen the show, yeah, that's true. Here's the next one. Mikhail Gorbachev, who was the leader of the USSR back in the day, he was such a fan of the show that he asked George H.W. Bush, that's Bush 1, to use his presidential power to find out who killed Laura Palmer. So President Bush tried but failed. Not because his request didn't make it through to David Lynch, but because Lynch hadn't decided yet who the killer was. Isn't that crazy? Love it. All right, here's your next one. You know that famous photo of Laura Palmer, a.k.a. you know the actress Cheryl Lee? That is Cheryl Lee's real prom photo. I had no idea. I just thought it was something they made up for the show. Nope, that's really her from her real prom photo. And lastly, Maddie Ferguson's murder, which revealed Laura Palmer's killer, was filmed three different times, once with Leland doing the killing, once with Bob doing the killing, and once with Ben Horn doing the killing. And they did this to keep everyone on set guessing until the final reveal. That reminds me of when they shot the scene of Sawyer in the casket Locke in the casket, and Saeed in the casket back in Lost Season 5? 4? 5. I think that was the cliffhanger to Season 5. Yeah, just to kind of keep everybody guessing. Good stuff. Well, if like I said, if you haven't seen Twin Peaks, why not go watch it? It's only two seasons, and it won't take you long to watch through it, and you will enjoy it, I guarantee it. All right, well, with that... I'm done. I'm going to turn the show over to Mark, and he's going to talk about lessons he learned from an experience with his daughter's volleyball tournament. Take it away, Mark. Okay, give me a moment here while I get up on top of my soapbox here. I'm fed up with the lack of patience in the world. Why does everybody have to be in such a rush? When did it become normal to get honked at, flip the bird, or plain out cursed at just for driving the posted speed limit. I mean, I'm no saint. I often drive 10, 15 kilometers over the speed limit, and yet I'm still passed by more cars than the ones I pass myself. What is so important that people need to get there so fast? What about at the grocery store? I see people constantly juggling from one checkout line to the next, trying to see which one moves faster or comparing the items in the shopping carts ahead of them so they can possibly shave 60 seconds off their time in line? Does that extra minute really make that much of a difference? How about sporting events? 
If you go to or if you watch any football, basketball, or hockey game on TV, guaranteed during the last two or three minutes of the game, you'll see droves of people leaving the stands, especially if the home team is losing. Tickets to those games are expensive. Don't these people want to get their money's worth? Is beating the crowd in the parking lot really that important for them to stop supporting their team and just to get out faster? When did it become normal to be in a rush all the time? You can't even go for a casual weekend drive anymore without somebody reminding you of how slow you're going. People really need to relearn what it means to have patience. I had to return something at an Ikea store a couple of weeks ago. I pulled number 93 from the ticket machine when I got there. And when I looked up, I saw that they were serving number 80. Now they had four tellers open, so I thought, great, only three people ahead of me. You can do the math. There was 12 numbers ahead of mine, four kiosks, so three people per kiosk, so three people ahead of me. So I thought to myself, well, maybe five minutes per person, so I should be out of there in 15, 20 minutes max which in the end ended up being a very generous estimate because I was out of there in under eight minutes. But when I picked my ticket, I then proceeded to watch the people that arrived after me taking their tickets from the machine. You know, most of them showed frustration when they saw their number. A few of them had no patience whatsoever and just decided to leave instead of waiting in line. Really? This is Ikea. On a weekend. Did they really think there'd be no one else returning anything? If they didn't have the patience to wait in line, why did they even bother going there in the first place? And don't they realize that the time it takes them to drive back home or wherever they were and then come back at some other time is probably longer than the time they would have spent in line had they waited? What's with the lack of patience? Sorry, I really got frustrated this past weekend, which is what really got me thinking about this topic. My daughter Joelle is one of 11 girls on a competitive volleyball team. This past weekend, her club hosted the first tournament of the season. Because of the number of teams registered, they had to split the tournament between two locations. They had three volleyball courts at a city sporting facility and another court at a nearby high school. Now, the president of the volleyball club asked the parents of the 11 girls if we would be willing to stay a bit after our daughter's last game to help put things away and clean up. They needed help at both locations. So she told us that if everything ran on schedule, we should expect to be done by roughly 6 p.m. Now, our team's final game of the day was at the high school. Now, due to misreading the standings, our opponent that we were supposed to play thought they were done all their games already and had left and gone home. By the time somebody reached them, they were already an hour into their four-hour drive home, and they decided it wasn't worth turning around. So our team won the game by forfeit. At this point, a few of the girls left right away with their parents. Now, Joelle and the remaining girls fooled around in the court for about 15-20 minutes before we started taking down the nets and cleaning up the gym. It didn't take us long to clean things up, so we packed up and headed to the sports facility to help out there. Now, when we arrived, the final gold medal game of the tournament was just starting. Our winning that forfeited game, by the way, put us in fifth place for the entire tournament. So when they saw that the gold medal game was just starting, a few of the parents decided to take their daughters and leave instead of waiting around. And by the time the game ended and the medals were handed out, Kim and myself, along with the parents of one other girl, were the only ones left to help. Graciously, some of the parents from the visiting team saw us stacking chairs and moving tables and offered to help us. When all was done, the president of the club came to thank us. 
She looked at her watch and commented on how smoothly everything had gone. It was 5.58 p.m., two minutes shy of the time she had told us that we would be there too. So why hadn't any of the other parents stayed to help? It's not like we were being asked to stay longer than we had been told we'd be there. Sure, we had been there since 8 a.m., but so had everyone else, including the visiting teams from other cities that still had to travel home. But I guess those who left were in a rush to get somewhere, although I don't know why. We, as I said, we were told we'd be there until 6 p.m. All I can figure out is they were being selfish and didn't have the patience to wait around for the final game to be over. You know, if it was just one or two families, it may have gone unnoticed, but when nine out of the 11 families are nowhere to be seen, it stands out, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that noticed. Here's what I learned. Have patience. Slow down. Our world has become one where the convenience of fast food has trumped a home-cooked meal, and a family sit-down is reserved for special occasions. Where the most important selling feature of a new car is how fast it can reach 100. Where the computers we raved about last year now seem frustratingly slow. When you hear a song you like, you can have it instantly downloaded on your phone within seconds. We live in a world where you can order just about anything you want and have it in your hands the next day. I mean, even our entertainment is faster. We now have services that deliver entire television series in one big chunk, so we don't have to wait week after week to know what's happening in our program. All these things are designed to help us by making our lives simpler. In theory, they're supposed to free up our time. But they don't. Instead, they've taught us to expect everything much more rapidly than ever before and to get frustrated when we have to wait. Do you feel like you have more time on your hands now than you did, say, five years ago? Me neither. All these things are stealing our patience. I'm not denying progress. Technology today is wonderful, and I imagine that tomorrow's technology will be a hundred times better. I'm just hoping that the instant gratitude we're coming to expect doesn't cost us the patience I've been talking about. Has life become so rushed that you can't wait around for a volleyball game to finish in order to lend a helping hand? Okay, I'm stepping off my soapbox now. I'm Mark Decote, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd leave us a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes.